Do we have a problem? You're listening to the Don't Go Postal podcast with Donovan Stroud. episode of the don't go postal podcast my name is donovan stroud thank you for listening i definitely appreciate it and uh we're gonna get started with uh some topics i got uh some regular ass topics you know i can't talk about anything currently going on so i'm just gonna talk about some random shit because that is what this podcast is until I uh, can talk about topical things, which will be uh, however long. I was going to talk about how I started drinking coffee, because I used to fucking hate it. I used to hate drinking coffee. I uh, tried it once, I think, when I was like uh, maybe 20, 21, probably like 19, 20 years old. I tried it. It was uh, with my uncle, who now owns a coffee business, and he just like let me try his coffee, and I was like, man, this is this is horrible. How do you drink this every day? And, you know, he's a big coffee drinker, obviously, since he has his business now, and he would tell me, you know, around like <clears throat> the holidays, he said, just go ahead and hook a coffee IV up to him, is the analogy or metaphor or whatever that he used. <clears throat> I hated it when I tried it. It was just like, God, this is horrible. But uh, when I started working for the post office, this is when I like actually started drinking coffee. I remember like <clears throat> there was like a testing portion and a class portion before you get out to deliver the mail and stuff. And just sitting in classes, those classes, it was just like so boring. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to drink this coffee. They had some coffee for us. I was like, I'll try it. And I tried it with like some creamer and some sugar. And, you know, it was actually, I don't even think I used sugar. It was like, I just put creamer in. I didn't even know how to like add anything, make it taste good. So I I just like tried it with just regular ass creamer and hated it. I was like, this is horrible, but I'm going to drink it because I have to get through today. And that just, like, led into uh, drinking coffee regularly. And I would, uh, you know, I I slowly figured out that I could add sugar and and more cream and and make it taste okay. Make it taste good, actually. And how there's, like, different creamers. Like, there's French vanilla, caramel, hazelnut, all kinds of different creamers. And I, I didn't even know that you could you could add all that stuff in there and make it taste good. It was just, it just blew my mind. All these different ways of drinking coffee and how good it was. And <clears throat> that slowly uh, led up to me just drinking it black. I just, I just flat out drink it black now. And that's how I like it. You know, just... I don't know. I've I've heard that 
drinking black coffee makes you a, a psychopath or something like that. And I, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, that makes sense. That's probably why I like it so much. Because I'm fucking psychopathic. Nah, I don't believe that I am. <clears throat> definitely. Definitely don't. The black coffee is just so good. Like, I don't... I don't want it any other way. And I feel like more of a man drinking black coffee, you know? Uh, but there are some other stuff, other things that I drink, like uh, ginger ale. It's my favorite of the sodas. That and, like... Real sugar Pepsi. Real sugar Pepsi is like the greatest thing. But ginger ale, you know, you don't want to drink Canada Dry. Canada Dry can suck a dick. I don't like Canada Dry whatsoever. There's a couple off-brand ginger ales that are good. But the main one, the best one, is Seagram's Ginger Ale. Seagram's is the shit. Like, <clears throat> it's like a rugged taste. It's like you drink it and it's like you feel what it's like to be a man. And I know I'm really harping on the whole feeling like a man, being a man stuff, but it's just like a rugged, manly type of drink in my opinion. And uh, that's why I will stick to Seagram's all day, you know. And then there's water. Obviously, water is crucial. You know, you have to drink that to survive. And, you know, sometimes I drink it because I enjoy it, not even because I'm trying to survive. It it could be that I just want some water, just have a craving for some water, and that's perfectly normal. I, I wouldn't say that anybody who craves water is a psychopath, but I could write an article, and somebody might believe that, you know, because that's what people do, you know, just write fucking articles, and then people believe it. Like, I literally saw an article that said, if you drink black coffee, you might be a psychopath. And I was like, you know what? I guess I'm fucking crazy. So it's like, you you read something, you hear something, you believe it. And that's probably not good in the long run for anybody to just hear something, see something, and automatically put that into their ecosphere of thinking uh, permanently, you know? probably should do some background check, you know, some some digging on your own just to kind of see maybe this person could be wrong. Uh, yeah, and, you know, don't just read the headlines. Just you read the headlines and you're like, yeah, this, this is definitely uh, legit. Yeah, I'm going to believe this. So <clears throat> don't do that. But, yeah, soda's good. I, I, I never really considered ginger ale a soda I was just like it's healthy you know it's it's literally life saving you know if you if you got a sore throat if your stomach's hurting if you got a, a headache you know drink some ginger ale so <clears throat> I wouldn't even consider it a soda because soda kind of has like an unhealthy connotation to it and I, I don't agree with that because a soda a day keeps the doctor away. That's what I always say. And, <clears throat> you know, there was like a time when uh, me and my wife were only drinking one soda a day. And we, we still actually only drink one soda a day. And it's like, 
ginger ale shouldn't fucking count, you know? Ginger ale is literally making me healthier. Like, I feel like I can accomplish anything when I'm under the influence of ginger ale. That makes it sound like a steroid of sorts. I don't know. But speaking about manly things and and all that, uh, I want to talk about disease of the balls, which I uh, I'm gonna Google this because I'm gonna currently Google it right now because uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like when your balls swell up and become like kind of like the size of a gall- like uh, a bowling ball. Like I don't know what that disease is called, but I saw. Someone, I mean, I'm just gonna straight up, I'm just gonna Google disease of the balls. Alright, disease of the balls. Uh, yes, swelling, let's see, testic torsion, epihydrocell, disease of the balls where they get huge okay scrotal lymphedema also known as scrotal elephantiasis is a massive enlargement of the scrotum due to thickening of tissue and accumulation of fluid okay so I saw this guy with scrotal elephantiasis or scrotal lymphedema and he was just walking and I was like "Take a, you gotta sit down man Like, you can't just be walking with those like, you could see it through his shorts obviously he wasn't naked <clears throat> and it's like dude go to a doctor you know like don't just walk around with this scrotal elephantiasis or scrotal lymphedema you you gotta go get that checked out man get some medication have somebody hook a needle up and drain the fluid out of your ball sack man like I just I was just blown away that this guy could just be walking around as if his life is normal with literally like two bowling balls as balls like like how does jerking off work like you probably can't even jerk off when your balls are enlarged like that like that's so horrible to you know like i just couldn't imagine but then i saw him like looking somebody's trash can and then i was like okay he's homeless he can't go to a doctor i'm an asshole and so i stopped looking at his balls and drove away but still, it's just like, I, I really hope that he can, you know, for one, get a home and, you know, number two, get a job. Or actually, that's probably not the right order. If if you're homeless, you probably want to get a job first. So number one, get a job, which would, number two, lead to hopefully insurance with that job. And then number three, get those balls drained. Like, yeah, get those balls drained would be one of the top priorities if I had that problem. But what work can he do? You know, he's, if he's homeless and you got that ball issue, you know, it's like 
you're kind of limited. Like, you can't be a stuntman uh, unless, like, there's no pain with the scrotal issue and you can just have people kick your balls and be on jackass. Uh, you know, unless that's the case, like, that could be a job that he could do, just, like, go on YouTube, you know, start his own YouTube, but, ah, shit, he would need, like, a camera or a phone. I mean, you could, I hear that, like, uh, cigarettes is a currency with homeless people, right? And in prison, too, apparently. But, like, just see if people will give you cigarettes to kick you in the balls if you have that kind of uh, immunity from pain. It's actually probably, it probably hurts worse to get kicked in the balls with that issue. So I'm, I'm just saying like, there's not that many jobs that this guy can do with a huge scrotum like that. So, you know, I just, I pray for him. I wish him the best. And, uh, you know, it's like he was looking for a cure in the trash can. It was just sad. Uh, speaking of, uh, genitalia, you know, bulls have huge genitalia, so does, uh, you know, uh, bullfighting, you know, bulls, so the, the the people doing the bullfighting obviously have huge genitalia, they got big balls, uh, or if there's any bullfighter gals, I'm not sure if there are, let me, I'm gonna actually Google that, let's see if there are any, okay, are there any female bull fighters female bullfighters have been legal for a decade but despite that there this is okay so this is 1983 that they wrote this but despite that there is no woman now fighting in Spain who has taken her alternativa the formal ceremony that allows a bullfighter to become a real matador uh okay what is a female bullfighter called called Manadoras. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I guess... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are female bullfighters. Look at that. And there's some YouTube videos. So, there, there's some female bullfighters. That's what's up. Um, But they're having to freaking... Like, you got the horns of a bull. You got the the horn that's underneath the bull. That genitalia. You got all that stuff you got to worry about if you're a bullfighter. Um, man, I, I just had that th- a thought of just like, I wonder if, you know, bulls or, or horses with those huge balls that they have, I wonder if they can get uh, whatever the fuck that shit was called. Lymph- scrotal lymphedema. I wonder if they can get it. That's probably only a human thing. Just like having your balls swell up to that size like I don't know an animal would probably just be able to piss it out all that fluid build up in their balls and just like piss it out I don't know if that's how that works but I feel like that's only a a human thing just like with the huge balls like that uh you know uh, that's just the topic that I wrote, bullfighting slash rodeo. I don't know how it has anything to do with disease of the balls, but uh, that's what I wanted to talk about. It's just like these are the topics I write out, and this is what the shit. This is the shit that I'm going to talk about. So, you know, bullfighting is cool as shit. You know, just being able to evade and and dance your way around the bullets. It's 
I imagine the adrenaline level of that is through the roof because not only are you like doing something that could possibly kill you, but there's somebody and like a crowd of people watching and cheering for you as you, uh, as you fucking evade death. Like a bull can kill you either with the bulls or not the bulls, either with the horns or their huge balls and, and, and genitalia uh, dick, you know, they can, they can kill you in any type of way. They hump your ear just one time and your head will explode. Uh, rodeo, rodeo is, uh, that's bulls too, right? Yeah. There's, I think they, they do some horse rodeo stuff, but, uh, apparently a lot of whiplash involved with that. And, uh, back in my pathological lying days, I had a belt that had like a big buckle on it. And there was this guy saying that looks like a rodeo buckle. And so he seemed interested with, you know, the rodeo buckle. And so I lied and said, yeah, man, this is a, yeah, I, I do rodeo. This is my rodeo buckle. And he was like, oh, where'd you get it? And then, like, the lie just went downhill from there. Like, I just, I couldn't keep up with the lie. I didn't know enough information, and he definitely caught me on it. I don't remember how we stopped talking, but it was like, yeah, I was definitely full of shit. Um, yeah, apparently you get, like, belt buckles and shit for winning rodeos. But the people that do rodeos, props to them. Because those those people are are ripped, like they don't seem ripped, but <clears throat> their forearms, you know, like their forearms, their biceps, their hands, their wrist, all that stuff that they're using to hold on to just like a fucking rope is uh, being used, and so they are they are jacked in that sense, like they are s- seriously jacked. So rodeo's cool as shit. I like that. I uh. I don't watch any of it. I don't watch any bullfighting, but, uh, you know, it's just interesting to me. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm so glad that I talked about getting kicked in the balls with the, with the seized balls thing earlier, because the next thing I have here is capital of Thailand prank. And that is something that I went through in like the, the seventh grade, eighth grade time of just like being a dumb kid, a dumb boy. And everybody would, all the guys, you know, would walk up and be like, hey, what's the capital of Thailand? You know, and they, I'd be like, what? And they'd be like, Bangkok. And then they'd hit you in your genitalia. And that, I wouldn't say builds any kind of, uh, resistance or, or builds any kind of strength to getting hit in the balls. I wouldn't say that because like I get hit in the balls now and you know, just because I got hit in the balls a lot in the seventh grade doesn't mean my balls are more resilient now because I get hit in the balls now and it still hurts. You know, nobody's walking up to me saying, Hey, what's the capital of Thailand? But you know, it still happens just like on accident every now and then. And it sucks like you accidentally do it to yourself or, you know, something happens and you just get hit in the balls. It's just like an accidental thing that happens. But, uh, yeah, there's no kind of benefit to uh, having that happen to you as a seventh grade, you know, prepubescent 
going through puberty kid, you know, I, I would say that it probably doesn't do any good for you. Like, I, I doubt I can, <clears throat> you know, have kids. But who's to say that that's the reason, you know? It could be just because, uh, y- you know, I'm infertile. Uh, just because, I don't know. I haven't gotten tested or anything to see, like, if I am infertile. I'm just saying, I doubt I can have kids. I probably can. I probably can, but, like, that time of getting kicked in the balls, hitting the balls, punching the balls, slapping the balls, probably didn't do me or my future kids any favors. So, I'll just say that. Uh, Watching Jackass as a kid, I loved watching jackass as a kid and you know there's some pranks and stuff on there like getting kicked in the balls and uh you know johnny knoxville steve-o chris pontius all those guys fucking hilarious man and i remember i think it was like 2001 2002 is like i was way too young to be watching this stuff and, you know, definitely led to me playing along with that Capital of Thailand prank. And, you know, it it was, it was, it was like watching, you know, something you're not supposed to. Because I was, I was definitely not supposed to be watching that. Like, I'm, I think I actually did, like, hide as much as I could. You know, like, I didn't want my parents to hear that I was, I was watching it because, you know, as soon as it comes on, you know, you hear that that fucking opening uh, sounds from Jackass. So I'd I'd turn it down, you know, that way, like at the beginning, you don't hear that. And then, like, I turn it up a little bit once it starts playing. But it was definitely, like, the appeal of doing something I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing by watching this. And that's the difference, I think, now between, like, the kids now and and me as a kid is just like I was staying up late uh, on watching MTV uh, Jackass, you know. Whereas kids now are probably staying up late to TikTok. Who knows? Who knows what kids are doing now? I have I have no kind of grip on what the fuck the kids of this generation are are up to. I feel like an old man when it comes to that because the younger generation is lost on me. Like, I feel like I I just can't understand them. Uh, But then again, you know, there's probably some things I can't understand about them. But I just, that's beside the point. Jackass was was awesome. Uh, Jackass, you know, they had the first movie. The first movie was hilarious you know it was it was just great like the fact that they made a movie based on you know basically just like exactly what they were doing during the tv show but better you know they had more uh funding probably to to do these better pranks and then i remember jackass number two was so damn funny like just seeing the insane shit that they were doing it's like pulling pranks on people in public. Like all the times that they like faked a kidnapping in front of people, which is probably they'd be arrested for now. And they'd probably be arrested for it back then. It's like faking like you're kidnapping somebody, faking like 
uh, like they this one time they they were dressed up in hazmat suits and dropped uh, some sort of barrel like a thing that started ga- like spilling gas and they like ran away from it and people were looking at it like whoa what the fuck like that shit was so hilarious and the jousting that they did where it was like and this was on the TV show I think and it was like it was Wee Man which is the dwarf in the show and somebody else that were jousting they had bikes and literally like a jousting thing uh stick uh, whatever it's called i just watched the knight's tale and i can't remember the name of it um the uh jousting i can i got google here let me see here oh man the little jousting stick i don't want to call it a stick it's called a lance a lance? I believe it's called a lance. I'm going to call it and say that it's called a lance, but I'm going to still Google it here. Jousting. Okay. Yeah. Lance. Jousting lance is what it's called. All right. I was right. I got it. I did it. I remembered. <clears throat> but seeing them just like in a convenience store <laughs> fucking jousting is like knocking over all the, all the shit was hilarious to me. So hilarious to me that it gave me the worst ideas as a kid. Like, I remember Christmas time. I had just gotten a bike. So did my brother. And we were riding around on the bikes that we just got. And I thought it would be funny to just, like, go head on uh, towards my brother as he was coming towards me as, like, a type of jousting thing. And I figured... At the very last second, either I would go left, or he would go left, or I would go right, or he would go right. Something like that. But instead, uh, we just clashed head on, and I gave him a scar on his forehead. And that karma came back for me, because now I have a scar on my forehead. From passing out on the mail route. So, that's that. Uh, Scars are cool as shit. You know, scars are, are cool. You know, it's a story with every scar. So, the people on Jackass, man, they got hella stories from all the stupid and crazy shit they've done. And, you know, that's fucking cool. Scars are cool, you know, like, they they stay around forever. I, I, uh, not all scars. I, I liked scars so much as a kid that I, uh, I wanted one. I, I got burned by a lighter on purpose by these people. They were like, yeah, it'll leave a... It'll leave a happy face if I burn you with this lighter. And I was like, yeah, do it. And, you know, it swelled up real bad and didn't look like a happy face whatsoever. And I get home to my mom and tell her, and she's like, why in the hell would you do this? And she was right, you know, why in the hell would I do that? It was stupid. But yeah, scars always have had an appeal to me. Just, it seems like you're, you're battle torn. You're. You're fucking, you're weathered, you know, you've gone through some shit. And that's cool. That's cool to think about. Tattoos, on the other hand, they they don't mean that you've gone through some shit. Tattoos are like, you know, I was always appealed with tattoos, or interested in tattoos as well. I always wanted a tattoo growing up. And I remember as soon as I turned 18, I was like, come on, we, we, we gotta get me a tattoo. And so my parents take me to get a tattoo. They're like, all right, we know you're going to get one because you talked about it your whole life. 
So we'll go with you uh, to do this tattoo because we want to oversee, you know, this this thing and like have some sort of say in what you get. And you know, ended up getting a tribal cross. You know, it's just a regular old cross in a, a tribal form. It is cool in the sense that uh, it's got Jesus written in the middle, but you can barely see it. It's it's like you have to look at it. It's kind of abstract. So that's cool. It's on my back left uh, shoulder. And I got a second tattoo. I think I've talked about this, about how I wanted to be a director. So I got the uh, the uh, Breaking Bad, which is my favorite like TV show. I love the directing in that. Uh, it's Walter White's face mixed, or half of Walter White's face, and the other half is a wolf. Uh, you know, no relation. There's no any kind of relevance to Breaking Bad with the wolf part. I just wanted the wolf in there because I like wolves. And then it's got like a film reel, and it says "No more half measures" on it, and the wolf is biting into the film reel. It's really cool. I came up with that idea. A really talented tattoo artist uh, drew it out for me, and the story behind that uh, tattoo it's on my ribs and it hurt very, 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 very badly. Like I felt like I was getting stabbed, uh, for a while, but that is because I was high on marijuana at the time. And sometimes I get paranoid and have pains when I'm high and that shit kicked in like crazy for this tattoo. And I remember I was shaking. Like I was literally shaking. I couldn't stop shaking. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to drive us home, talking to my wife. And she was there for support. She drove us home. And, yeah, I just, I pushed out on that tattoo. He was going to put some white into it. And I was just like, nah, I got to go. And I still have yet to finish it. I should definitely go get it touched up and finished. Um, Yeah. Uh, But it's great having her, uh, having a wife, having anybody for support. She's helped me in comedy and, you know, being there and watching my comedy. She's helped me with any type of life events that have gone on, death in the families, what have you, stuff like that. She's there for support with as far as, like, making sure I'm having fun, making sure I'm happy. And, uh, you know, getting that nut is also a plus. We both get nuts on the daily. Not, yeah, sure, on the daily. Um... And that brings me to the last thing I want to talk about, which is quarantine sex. I don't know how people are having sex right now. Um, I guess the only people having sex are couples or people that don't give a fuck about COVID. Um, that's just a, a thought that I had. It's just like, what's going on? You know, I'm glad I'm I'm tied down, you know, and I have somebody to get that nut with. Because if I was single right now, I don't know how I'd be able to uh, persuade anyone to have sex during this pandemic. So I'm glad I'm not going through that. And I thank you all for listening. This podcast has helped me not go postal. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I'm going to get out of here. Uh, Y'all stay sane out there. Peace.